Today, we're talking about what's on everybody's mind, what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, and what does it mean for our retirement? Welcome to Label on Fire with Label Sternbach, the financial independence and retirement show dedicated to helping you build the life of your dreams as fast as possible with as little stress as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Label on Fire. And joining us right now is Label Sternbach. He is Amazon's best-selling author of Authenticity and also the book Living with Financial Anxiety, Hello, and welcome back to the program, sir. Hey, how are you doing today? Unbelievable. Glad that you're with us. And what a timely topic for us to chat about today. So walk us through, if you don't mind, Label, about what happened with Silicon Valley Bank. Yeah, it was kind of a surprise, but they, yeah, so Silicon Valley Bank, is a niche bank, so to speak, where right? they really they really focus on their niche, which is the tech sector, and they they help fund a lot of the startups in Silicon Valley. That's where all the startups go for their banking needs, um, and so they ended up in this very weird and odd situation that, to me, looks very similar to what a lot of retirees who have worked their entire life, you know, to to accumulate that wealth. And get to this point where they have this large amount of savings and, you know, they've got their income in excess of their uh, expenses. And that's kind of what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. They they were so successful that they were actually their own downfall. Um, they were so successful at helping the startup community and that people were just throwing money at them left and right. That they the traditional business model for banks of, you know, loaning money out and making money that way was something that just wasn't really viable for them because as much money as they wanted to loan out, they had more deposits. People just kept putting more money into their bank. And so they not needed to start looking for other ways to make money, right? Because as a bank, right, your, your primary job is to make money, right? Uh, your secondary job is to hold people's deposits. And what they ended up doing was looking for returns in a very conservative place. And because of government regulations, because of all the rules that we have about banks and how much money they need to have on hand for deposits and how they need to value their investments, they ended up in this pickle where they were forced to sell things at a loss. Even though if they held them to maturity, if they if they had held on and they had you know been able to see their investments through, they would have been fine. But because the rules said that they had to sell, that they had to raise capital, and they weren't able to get investors to give them more money, they they had to sell at the wrong time, and they ended up selling at a loss, even though there was no reason why they should have lost money on those investments. Um, and so what ended up happening was they 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 had uh, you know uh, loans that they made to tech companies to startups, and startups fail, right? That's a normal. Uh, you know, way of going about business is that startups fail. Um, they have just a large number of failures all at one time, which in and of itself wouldn't have been a problem, except that they didn't have enough cash on hand to then cover depositor needs, right? And the government says, well, you need to have a certain amount of cash on hand. And so they were forced to liquidate investments at a significant loss. In fact, it was about a $2 billion loss. 
Mm. And these are very conservative investments that will never lose money and are guaranteed and backed by the United States government, right? They, they, there's no reason why they should have lost money other than the fact that they were forced to sell by the government at the wrong time. Everyone, we're talking with Lebel Sternbach about what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank, two huge bank failures. And I know you just published an article where you compared what happened at Silicon Valley Bank, SVB, and uh, about the dangers that retirees face. Can you tell us a little bit more about this article and uh, what it means for us as retirees? Yeah, so so I find I find the parallels between what happened with Silicon Valley Bank and what happens with so many retirees. What I what I believe to be the biggest risk in retirement, which is being forced to sell our assets at the wrong time. I find the parallels uncanny in their similarities, right? Silicon Valley Bank, they they had these assets, they had really low risk. They were investing in treasuries, right? Really low risk. It was basically the equivalent of a bank CD, except from the United States government. And it's, right, it's principally protected. You're not going to lose your money and you're going to get interest, right? What's not to like about it other than the fact that if you need to sell it before it reaches maturity, then you are subject to interest rate risk, right? You are subject to the whims of the market. And that's what happened to Silicon Valley Bank. They had they had investments that were too conservative for the market. And the market was like, well, we can get better rates elsewhere. So you're going to sell it at a loss. And the same thing can happen to us in retirement. In retirement, the IRS comes along and says, well, we've got required minimum distributions, right? You have to take money out of your retirement accounts and we decide how much you have to take out and when you have to take it. Kind of like the banking regulations for Silicon Valley Bank that said you need to have liquidity on hand to cover your depositors. And if you don't, you're going to have to sell assets to raise the cash, right? I see that as being you know, kind of the same. And so what happened was, just like the IRS comes to the retiree and says, well, you got to pay taxes. You got to take money out of your retirement account and pay taxes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter that the market's down. Doesn't matter that it's the wrong time. Doesn't matter that if you just held on six more months, you would be fine, right? And you'd be able to pay it and you'd be, your retirement would be fine. No, you have to sell it today. You have to pay those taxes today. And if you don't, we're going to penalize you. In the case of Silicon Valley Bank, right, they took them over. Right. They forced them to sell it at a loss and then they took them over and put them out of business and retirement. We don't want to be put out of business. And so we need to make sure that we're never in a position where the IRS comes to us and says, you have to take this money out of your account and liquidate it and pay taxes on it, even though it will hurt your retirement. Right. And I and I think that they're like the parallels are uncanny and the lesson is the same. Right. That. Just like the uh, bank needs to manage and hurt it, it, its cash, right? Its cash reserves and make sure that it always has enough money on hand and that it can always sell its assets, right? That it has enough cash flow to cover its depositors. In retirement, we need to make sure we have enough cash flow, right? And we have our assets invested in, our, in the right way so that when we need to take our money out, we're not taking it out at the wrong time. We're not compounding those losses that are in the market and we don't turn those paper losses into real losses. And that's why I go through in the article that I just published. You can find it on my website, yieldsforyou.com. Um, 
And it's, I think it is the biggest lesson that every retiree needs to, needs to know, right? This is the central theme of retirement is mastering this decision-making. And there has never been a better example of what happens when you get it wrong. It's interesting. So is there a different caveat to this? Can you talk about the role that social media played in advancing fear about what was going on with Silicon Valley Bank? So fear played a, I think fear played a small role in what happened. I think it, you know, it exacerbated the issue. Um, You know, we had, we had this issue, right, that Silicon Valley Bank, all of a sudden had to write off a bunch of investments, a bunch of loans, right? And so that all of a sudden made its balance sheet lower. And so they knew, right, okay, we need to raise cash. And they were looking for ways to raise cash. Now, here's what happened, right? The analysts who were watching Wall Street, the analysts who were watching the banks, they saw this coming along and they were like, you know, is this just the start of something else, right? Is there more to this than what meets the eye, right? And their their fear, their, you know, kind of pondering of, you know, is there something else? Also, their trading of what they were doing kind of signaled other people that this bank may be in distress, which caused people to start taking their money out, right? So the people who were in the know started taking their money out. Now, Silicon Valley Bank, unlike other banks, because they catered to the tech sector, because they catered to startups, right? And the, the very nature of startups is you, especially Silicon Valley startups, is that you get a huge chunk of change from venture capitalists, and then you spend it over the course of the next few years, right? So the vast majority of the depositors in this bank had millions, tens of millions of dollars sitting in their accounts. Whereas your average typical bank, you think Bank of America, you think, you know, um, you think, you know, any of your, you know, uh, hometown banks, mm-hmm. those banks are you know, prim- primarily catering to people who come to deposit their paychecks. Right. So they don't have tens of millions of dollars. And they're they it's not like you have three thousand clients that have a hundred billion dollars, right? Or two hundred billion dollars in the case of Silicon Valley Bank. It was just only three thousand depositors. That's a lot of money concentrated in a very small number of people. And so it doesn't take very many of them getting scared to drive up that capital requirement and go from it being like, well, we needed $2 billion to we need, you know, 10 billion or whatever that number was because their cash started fleeing. And so there was essentially a run on the bank by a small number of people who were big enough to make movement. And Honestly, again, right, the, their balance sheet, they probably could have done everything right. They probably could have shored up their finances if they had been given time. But the state of California said, we're not risking it. We're not giving you the ability to try to recover this. We're taking you over, right? You are you are the 16th largest bank in the country. We're not risking that you're going to fail. So talk about the lessons that we can learn from what took place at Silicon Valley. What can retirees do differently? We have just a few minutes left. What can we do? What can we learn? So the biggest lesson that I want you to take away is that it has that success or failure, right? Success or failure in retirement in life really has nothing to do with how big your bank account balance is, right? This bank will fail and it failed for one simple reason. It did not have access to the cash when it needed it, right? Cash flow is more important 
than how much money you have, right? That income stream that you have in retirement, how do you get that income stream in a dependable, predictable manner that is sustainable throughout retirement, right? Because that's the key word over there, sustainable, right? The state of California looked at Silicon Valley Bank and said, we don't know that you're sustainable, even though you have all this money on your balance sheet, we're taking you over. In retirement, the federal government doesn't look at us and say, we think you're managing your finances bad, we're taking you over. No, they wait until you're at zero, and then you're lucky if the if you got city resources that will help you out, right? This is the challenge of retirement. The challenge of retirement is that we need to be good shepherds of our money. We have to be good stewards, and we have to make sure that we turn our finite sum of money into an essentially infinite stream in retirement. And the way we do that is by making sure that we don't take our money out at the wrong time. And that sounds simple, but as we see with Silicon Valley Bank, we're not always in control of when we have to take our money out in retirement. The IRS dictates when we have to take it out for required minimum distributions. Life dictates when we have to take it out because we have a sudden unexpected expense, right? The biggest fear that I have for my clients is that they will have a sudden and unexpected medical expense or home expense. You know, their basement gets flooded and all of a sudden they have to pay for, you know, $10,000, $15,000 to fix something. And it's not a large sum of money, but they take it from the wrong place at the wrong time, Mm. which is why having a plan is so important, right? It's not about what you have, but how do you access it in a sustainable and predictable way? So should retirees in general be concerned? I know the government said that taxpayer dollars uh, didn't help in the bailout or the supporting of Silicon Valley Bank. Uh, is there any, any reason for concern in this space, a label? So in the banking space, you know, itself, no, I don't think that there's really much to worry about. And when we talk about the amount of money that's involved, right, we're talking about $25 billion, right? That's nothing. $25 billion sounds like a lot, but it's not really a lot of money when we're talking about the federal government, when we're talking about, um, you know, our national economy. So am I worried about this spreading over and, you know, upsetting our economy and us going into another great recession or great depression. I don't think so, but we'll talk more about that in our next episode. All right. He's labeled Sternbeck and you'd like more information. He's got an article about this and you can find it at yields That's yields. The number four, the letter U.com. We'll see you tomorrow when we talk more about this failure and what we can learn from it and the impact on the economy and your retirement. If you would like to see how the Yields for You team can help you get off the Wall Street roller coaster and save you money on taxes so you can live the life of your dreams, book an appointment online at yieldsforyou.com. That's yieldsforyou.com. Or call 410-914-4894. That's 410-914-4894. Yields for You is a registered investment advisor in the state of New York and only transacts business in states where the firm is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement. Information presented on this program is believed to be factual and up-to-date, but we do not guarantee its accuracy and it should not be regarded as a complete analysis of the subjects discussed. Discussion should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of any offer to buy or sell the investments mentioned. Annuity guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Content should not be
be viewed as legal or tax advice. Always consult an attorney or tax professional regarding your specific legal or tax situation.